to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What is up, man? Tonight, tonight, we'll talk some shit tonight. Oh, we're talking some shit tonight, that's for sure. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> What's going on, man? It's uh, It's been a week. It's it been has a been week. a week. Uh, How you feeling? Not... not fantastic but i'm here uh yeah. you know and you know the, the the show must go on despite um dr oz's orders uh which is ironic being that there is dr oz in america running for senate in pennsylvania and that guy's a fuckhead but that's not who i'm talking about uh no i i'm, I'm getting i'm getting orders from from down under to stop oh, doing that, that Dr. Oz, that yeah. Dr. Oz, yes, is, is very much telling me I, we should not be recording and should not have been releasing an episode tomorrow, but here we are. So, and I get it. It's from a place of love and concern. It's not, you know, you know, but still, you know me, I, I, I better be dead before we don't do a recording. So, you know, here I am. Okie dokie. <laughs> Well, it's just the way it's been. How many, how many episodes? I mean, listen, I'm not asking you to give me an exact number because I don't think even I even know. But how many episodes have we really missed in four years and 207 attempts? Three. I think it's five, honestly. Uh, maybe it's three to five. Yeah, it's it's right. You know what I'm saying? And and all of them were, I think one of them, I was about to have a mental breakdown. And then you were sick for like two of them. I was sick for one of them, and then, like... Well, the, one of them was because Nancy died. Right, that well, was one of them. Well, no, yeah, and so so maybe six, but you get the point. Like, it, it's right. it's a handful at most, but yeah. Um, and even after that, you know, with with your permission, we... I soldiered on, soldiered on with some, some fill-ins while you were, you know, dealing oh, yeah. with that. So we didn't miss anything, so... No. Uh... But on, on to lighter topics, you know. Uh, no, but I'm good. We're here. We're we're recording. We're uh, doing pot askew. So, yep. what's going on with you? Uh, I went to a wedding last night. Oh, one nice. of my yours. Uh, no, that's that's in a month. <laughs> okay. Um, we went to so I, my my older brothers had well specifically Alex had a childhood friend and. This like they. Uh, this is like before my time. Like this guy Dave, and I'm pretty sure I could say his fucking name. I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. I I think I've actually said his name before because he's a musician, and I've talked about him in the past. That's not the same guy that wrote the song about his mom, right? That's a different no. Guy. That that's Ian. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. Although weirdly enough, I also did go to Ian's mother's memorial. Right, which I think we you. La- I, no, I, I think, think we you, last spoke. No, I think you mentioned it. I feel okay. like I feel like that came up, yeah, because you were talking about hugging people and COVID and that whole thing. We did, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, um, so Dave at one point moved into my cottage in the backyard that you've seen. Oh, okay. And so he lived here for like five years, and we got to really know each other. Even though he like knew me as a baby, and like he had been in and out of my life when I was younger, I didn't know him, and I didn't sure. recognize him. Uh, but then I realized years later, I'm like, oh, this is the motherfucker who taught me how to play like the Charlie Brown theme on the piano. Nice. Like he was that guy. Nice. Um, and so he and I became very close and we bonded over shit. We bonded over old timey jazzy music shit. 
we would jam together. He'd play the fucking piano like Thelonious Monk. I would be crooning like Frank, blah, 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 blah. And then after a while, he, you know, he's also like a park ranger at the one of the national parks out here. And he, he's all in nature and everything. Like, he's that guy. He's, he's, he's like, his feet are firmly planted on the ground and his head is looking up like in the trees. Like, he's that guy. Gotcha. Um, I was going to make a Yogi Bear joke, but I'm letting it, I'm just letting it go. So fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, motherfucker got married yesterday. Nice. Uh, at like the fucking park. Like we were what? out in the woods. So like if anybody tried like work, tried to call me yesterday and say, Hey, can you, do you feel like working some hours today? I was like, no, I literally requested this day off three months ago. Like when I got hired, I was like, Sorry, guys, I need these days in advance. One's for my friend's wedding. The other one's for my wedding. So, like, I... Yeah. Those are priorities. And and they totally understood, like, oh, that's right. We totally forgot. Sorry about that. Enjoy the wedding. But uh, at this wedding in, like, nature, uh, there was, like, a little area. Like, it looked like a giant, um, like, a firehouse garage. But it had, like, drums and guitars and a piano there. You know, I... Despite you being an atheist, I bet you just long for a wedding in a church at this point because every wedding you go to is outdoors in nature at some no. some venture. No, absolutely not. I I would rather get married at this fucking location than than any church. All right, fair enough. No, I'm. Am I the most nature fucking loving tree hugging motherfucker? No, <laughs> but I just, I just remember I you. Would, Complaining about the beach at uh, your cousin's. Beach is different. Beach is very different. Okay. There's okay. fucking sand everywhere, man. Like, I'm not going to wear a suit and go to a fucking dick in the sand. Okay, Anakin. I fucking, that's the one goddamn thing <laughs> that I agree with Anakin is that I don't fucking like sand and Dally Portman was hot. Like, that's it. Uh, Other uh, than that, you know, fucking boo-boo-boo-boo. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh. I sang. I fucking oh, was nice. at this wedding. And but it, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. I'm asking a legit question. Was it like a karaoke thing they were doing, or did, did, did he specifically ask you to sing or what? Oh, no. When he, text, he texted me he was getting married in a group message with my brothers, and he basically said, like, hey, guys, save the date, and also Rico better sing. Oh, okay. Like, I, was, I was just curious if that was like a pre-planned thing or if it was – yeah. It was pre-planned, but it was it wasn't like structured. So like every time I thought I was going to go up and sing a song, someone else was singing a song mm. and like jamming. And like you know, Dave's on the piano. There was another guy who was playing guitar. There was another guy playing drums. And those aren't right. Like some of like they're they're all rockers and like bluesy shit. Yeah. And my style of singing is pretty low key crooner. Yeah, shit. yeah, 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 yeah. So at one point, Dave's like. I don't know how to do the song you want to do, so just go up and sing an acapella. I'm like, you really want me to do acapella? He's like, fuck yes. Get up there and sing acapella. <laughs> and I, I, Steph filmed it. Like she oh, filmed I like got to see that shit. Yeah. Throughout, throughout the night, like this went on until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I sang like four or five times with people, without people, by myself, with music, acapella, nice. like just throughout the whole thing. Steph went up and sang a song acapella. Nice. Go Steph. Didn't un, like I didn't know she was really gonna do it, and I didn't have a chance to record her, but she fucking nailed it. What's she saying? My romance. I don't know that one. 
My romance. Da, 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 da. My romance. Yeah. It's, it's, who's, uh, it, who's it by? I don't know. <laughs> Big okay. Crosby? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did uh, You Go to My Head. Bill Evans. Is, well, Ella Fitzgerald has one too, so I'm not sure which one it's, she it's, did. It's pretty. It's a pretty common standard back in yeah, the day. So, um, Dad came to the wedding. Oh, first time Dad's been out of the fucking house since. I mean, except for the hospitals. Was he? So, was he? Was he pleasant? He actually was. He had a great time, and he was pretty good, and everybody was happy to see him. Um, my brothers were there, and you know, and it, it took some coordination, like. Sure. I had to help carry him down in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair the whole time, except for in the car. Um, we carried him down the stairs and wheeled him on like dirt gravel road, like and, like leaves and shoes. That was that. That took some adjustment. Sure, sure. But they had like paella, like they had these chefs come over and like have like these giant. I don't know what else to call it. they're giant fucking hot plates, like you know, giant yeah. giant plates and bowls, and they were cooking paella. And dad literally asked us to like wheel him as close as possible to the chefs. So he's like two feet away from this giant hot plate or the chef is like making paella and steam and smoke is like blowing in his face. Dad was in heaven. He's just sitting there asking the chef how he makes a paella and because dad's never made paella. Um, so dad is like doing this for like an hour. Like everybody else is like fawning over the bride and groom. Like, oh my God, we're so happy. And dad's like, oh yeah, it's paella. So what do you do? Do you blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And it was all good. He was all cool and everything. And then he, he had to go and we're like, all right, dad, it's time for you to go. You're getting tired, which is what he said. He's like, not yet. I need, I need to say something to the chef. I'm like, all right. He's going to say, yeah, this is a great paella. We called the chef over and the dad literally like criticized <laughs> <laughs> just fucking said that hey, is really good it's delicious however uh you cut the sausage too thin so you need to have it in chunks this is a man telling somebody how to do a dish that he's never cooked in his fucking life and he said also you overcooked the sausage and the, and the chef man this guy was like a pro and he just like yeah um the sh- the the sausage was already cooked so i can't overcook it I guess. I mean, it's it, I can, but it was already cooked. Blah 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 blah. And I ha- and then he said, "I agree." Wait, no, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I hear you, which is as good as what you're gonna get with right. insulting yeah. your fucking cooking. Right. Saying yeah. you did a great job, but so I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Oh, and when the when the when the uh, ceremony started, Dad is in the way back with me. I'm sitting next to him, you know. Sure. And the um, officiant has a mic and he's, you know, kind of a soft spoken hippie dude. And he's like, Hey man, we're all here for, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. Dad just yells from the back row louder. Yeah. I figured that was coming. And I don't think the guy could see where dad was, but he's like, all right, Ron, I'll do a little bit. Is that better? Ron? Is that good? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, fuck dad like you would be that guy <laughs> yes he like would. and i really want to be like dad what do you care what the fuck you say like what do you care do you need to know <laughs> yeah. the, all the poetry you're here to see them fucking get married and kiss like just be thankful you're here louder god damn it <laughs> uh, anyways the gospel according to ron 
That's all yep. I can say. Yep. <laughs> Aren't you glad we I, have that in the, in the archives? Uh, so, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm glad we have that. When he does die, I'll have something to always listen to him, but it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael loves that episode. Michael oh, fucking I, plays I, that episode all the time. I know you. I know you. You've told me that, and he told me that when I was out yeah. there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I told uh, him I was like, "Why are you playing of all things at your restaurant? You you really want Ron booming on the fucking speakers at your restaurant?" He's like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, just just invite him over, cook pie in front of him, <laughs> and do it wrong. And everybody will hear Ron. I assure you, <laughs> Michael. God damn it, that's not how you fucking do pie. I saw a professional do it, and you need to cut your. All right, Ron, it's time to go. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, so, uh, tonight, uh, this one, this one's kind of your baby, honestly. This, this it, one, you, you pushed for. I, I don't know if it's so much as I pushed for, but I thought it'd be interesting to going with this musical theme. This is the end of the theme. This is the yeah. last episode of this musical yeah. theme, unless we do like a fucking another goddamn thing when we run out of ideas. Like, alright, here's the other musicals there, we forgot. There are, there are other movies that we didn't cover that if we wanted to do a round two of this, I think there's enough, but yeah. Okay. So. But I thought it was interesting the fact that I hadn't seen the original West Side Story in like 20 years, maybe even more. Uh, same for me, yeah. Probably been like 30. And I hadn't seen this new one. Neither did I. Yeah, I hadn't seen, yeah. And I thought as a nice way of just kind of like a like a ending of the musical theme, we just do a comparison. Just yeah. a simple an, uh, analysis of an original oh, remake. So so push for might be uh, strong, but it was definitely more your idea. Like I, It was I, definitely I, my idea, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could have I could have uh left this and and now having done it, I double down on that statement. Like, mm. I, yeah. <laughs> I honestly, like, I'm going to be honest. These are not my favorite musicals. And no, I, I, I didn't enjoy, I really didn't enjoy either. I did prefer the Spielberg version, believe it or mm. not, over the original. And I know that's, oh, I, bla- I believe it. That's, that's blasphemy. Do I know a ton of people? I'm sure. But, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this right out there just in the very beginning. I preferred the Spielberg one too. Okay. Um, which I, I know again. I'm with you. Like it's kind of a blasphemy thing to say. Like, oh no, the original is always better. Ninety nine percent of the time, yes. It, it's that's not even. True. It, it's not even. You, you're right. I'm not arguing that fact, but it's not even about that. This this musical is so. This is one of those musicals that like is. I, I, if you were making a Mount Rushmore of musicals, most people would put this on that on Mount Rushmore. This ver- the sixty one version on Mount Rushmore, and I, would agree. I can tell you, I probably wouldn't even have it in my top five. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I can, you know. Then again, we also know that I would have certain ones that you don't like probably higher. You know, like, I, you know, but that's me. For sure. But you would also agree that something, and I'm not trying to, like, criticize that movie again, but you would also agree something like Rock of Ages wouldn't belong on the Mount Rushmore 
of musicals. No, it would not. It would be one I prefer over West Side, but I agree. Sure. No, your your Mount Rushmore outside of West Side would be stuff like Phantom, Les Mis, you know. Um I I think Rent might actually qualify. I think it's that good, but that's mm-hmm. and not the movie adaptation. I'm talking about like cuz that's the other thing. The there've been there's been like a resurgence in the last like decade of like strong musicals. Like I feel like there was a weak period in in a, for a while there where it wasn't so good but there was like a resurgence when you had stuff like Book of Mormon Book of Mormon did amazingly well I've not seen yeah. it so I can't speak to it but Wicked is another mm-hmm. one that I know like everybody fucking loved mm-hmm. um I'm leaving off like The Lion King cuz that's like an adaptation of the cartoon like so I'm trying to go for like original content but but also um you know I mean Wicked is yeah, it, it's a different interpretation. All right. right. And, then, and then you had Hamilton. Like, so you have mm-hmm. those that are like, there was kind of like this resurgence of like musicals in the last like 10 years or so, maybe 15. I would say that Disney has kept that largely afloat for the longest time because the majority of the time there's like musicals. It's usually an animated film sure. prominently in Disney. So musical, musicals have never gone away, but live action musicals definitely that, went away and then came back with this resurgence that you're talking about. That's what I mean. I don't mean like, yes, you're right. The animated but, musicals. But there's, all, there's always been Broadway musicals forever. Yes. I mean, but like, I'm just there, saying hasn't, from... there hasn't been a like a movie version of Wicked. No, example. which I wish there was. I would like to, because I've never seen it. I'm really interested to see it, and I've never had an opportunity to see the stage performance. So I would like to see that story. But, you know. Honestly, the the if you want, like, it's not going to be the adaptation, and it's not going to have any of the songs. But to, as a filler, you can watch Oz the Great and Powerful with James Franco. I've seen that. I have seen that. So that has elements to what I remember of Wicked. I've, okay. I've never seen Wicked, but I've heard the musical. I've like listened to it. Sure. So it has elements of that, but not okay. exactly the same story. Yeah. I, I, um, but I mean, yeah, I was talking live action. Though, and I, you're right. It's not like it just completely went away. There's always been, but there's been not some not so great ones in the middle there, too. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think the last great one before this resurgence, and I use the word great loosely because there's some people that thinking nothing but cats cats was that one that was like ran for fucking ever even kevin even references it in jersey girl because how many people did cats when they were supposed to do a you know because even the, even the the mc was like oh another the nun the, the nun, nun like yeah. the, the she was like oh uh finally something different from cats thank god like and, and then, then she's sweeney, sweeney todd, todd and yeah. fates <laughs> uh but still uh i <sighs> So where 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 do we where do where do we begin with this? Because um I think we I don't know how to begin this. I think we just do the comparisons of like like I'll all right, I'll start with this. I was surprised of how the original one opens and I'm not talking about like the long overdrawn dancing sequence and everything with the with the gangs with the jets which which is a thing that I have a problem with in both films to be honest with you. So but I was you're very true. But I was surprised by the cinematography of the opening shots where it shows like the camera overlooking the West Side. And it looked like obviously it was from a helicopter. But I can't think of a movie that's before like nineteen sixty one or sixty two. Presumably they filmed it around that time. Um 
of that type of overhead bird's eye view shot. I thought that was pretty innovative for its time. Um, thing, and I was the, surprised by it. The thing I didn't like about that opening um, is, and and did you watch it on HBO Max or did you watch it on like a? I watched. That? I watched them both on HBO Max. Okay, so did I. But I'm I'm wondering because I was wondering. I there was something that we compared on a different episode where you watched it on Max and I didn't, and it was like a different version. So that's why I was asking. Um, the opening, like music before you even see anything like it, it it like pauses like i actually thought my stream froze because it sits on like these lines that eventually fades into that shot you're talking about but that's four minutes in it sits for four minutes just playing music and and on this these lines that don't even say anything but then when it does the fade you see represents the west side in like drawing form but Mm -hmm. I actually thought my thing froze, like no joke. Like I, so I started the movie, and that was happening, and I completely forgotten about the four minute long fucking intro. So no, your shit didn't freeze. That's just oh, how I, the movie I, was. I know that now, but at the time I was like, and Steph literally was like, "Are you sure you want to sit here and just?" listen to the music that we're going to listen to for the next two hours like it's just all oh, the songs just in I, condensed form what yeah once i realized it wasn't frozen i did fast forward the, yeah, yeah i so did, did I. yeah um because that's the whole thing it's like why fucking listen to the prelude of the music when you just listen to the fucking music uh yeah well there's that too I, listen i'll say that this this is my biggest thing with the 61 version and i think that's the best way to describe it is 61 and spielberg that's just when we're comparative you know okay. um if you got something better, I'm all ears, but that's what I'm going with. Um, but the, at least Spielberg's felt like a movie, like all these other movies we did last episode, right? Despite mm-hmm. whether you liked them or not, right? Mm-hmm. To me felt like movies that were using the story and the music from the musical, but still made a movie. Mm-hmm. The original West side story felt like they did a, stage performance on a closed set with no audience like it didn't feel like a movie at least the spielberg one felt like a movie spielberg felt closer to something like we watched last episode even fiddler like i'm not i'm not just using rent and rock of ages like fiddler felt like a movie Mm -hmm. i you know i i I didn't even say this to you pre-show because i just we just got on other topics i have found myself thinking more about fiddler than any of the other movies that we covered last episode it it, it really it kind of catches you doesn't it It does and i i'm finding myself i don't know i'm gonna necessarily go buy a copy but i'm finding myself like remembering it more fondly the further i get away from it if that makes sense you know i absolutely am so happy to fucking hear that why but if you remember i didn't shit on it i didn't say i hated it i I, shit on it but like it's you you watch it again give it another give it another viewing and and after our conversation last week like and my perception of it maybe go into it like that yeah, I mean, I, I, if you remember, I had a fifth, but it wasn't because I hated it. It was just I liked the other four better. I said that on the recording, and I and I sure. still stand by that. But, you know, mm-hmm. it that still felt like a movie. Chicago felt like a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Rent and Rock of Ages for sure felt like yeah. movies. You know, um, Sweeney felt <clears throat> like a movie. You know, they yeah. they they definitely all felt like movies. This version of West Side, the original one, like I said, just felt like they did a closed set stage performance, and it just it, it yes and no when they're when they're like out on the street in the original, like doing all the dancing and shit like that, the jets and. The, roof, that, the rooftop scene was the only scene to me that didn't feel like a stage. Mm, to me. That's, I, I could see that. Look, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Because I feel that the Spielberg one is, as you put it, closer to a movie. Especially since Spielberg knows how to move a camera. There is so much cinematography. I will say, uh, Steph and I are both getting really fucking tired of all the light in Spielberg's version, hmm. every uh, there was so much like light just like flashing. It looked like the J.J. Abrams like method of camera work. <laughs> I, I didn't see that way, but okay. Oh man, Steph literally, I shit you not, Steph got a fucking headache oh. from like being blinded because we were watching in the dark and sure. like all of a sudden, like a, she was getting flashed essentially. Right, right, right. And like I, we literally had to pause it and like take a break because she was getting a headache and like her eyes were just like I can't do this. And but I agree with you that it, Spielberg's version is a movie, but I also have to acknowledge that back in 1960s, you know, 60s and late 50s, because basically the early 60s is just 1955 extended. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. Once you get like 1966 with the hippies and shit. Then it's no longer the fifties, is really how I look at it. Right. Well, and, and uh, the, the Broadway play only came out in fifty seven a few a few years earlier. It was a very right. short. Like it's not like like Fiddler was seventy one, but I think the original performance of Fiddler was like forty something or maybe mid sixties because I don't. I, I think like Zero it, must still. Yeah, it was. It was. There was a. I feel like it was a bigger gap though. But anyway, that's not the point. Anyways, yeah. but back in the day, I mean, you've seen other. 50s musicals and they were all grandiose and closed sets and and they and i agree the the original film looks like a broadway play but they did expand it like they have a street they're running and dancing down the street they're the jets the the fucking basketball courts and shit like that but see here's the difference right like and I understand. Listen, I understand production values in fifty years or sixty years is a you know there's differences in that kind of stuff. I get that, but like with Spielberg, it looks like they either shut down part of New York and use the street, you know, like they you yeah, know like they, they do, right? And the sixty one feels like they built a stage, mm-hmm. and we're on the stage, and not like the back lot at Hollywood Stu- or Universal Studios or something. Like it looked like they went to a closed set and built a street, and they didn't do a successful job of making you feel like you were outside. I felt like they were on a soundstage the entire film. Yeah, you know, but I mean that's not entirely their fault. That's just how they had to do it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose, but there's I other mean, movies that I'll, have done I'll that. Put it this way: I think the original for its time was innovative, sure. and I think the Spielberg now. Especially for going for a classic, and we're not the only ones who think that the remake is a superior film. It, you know, there, there, that's been the consensus. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, everyone's saying like, oh, yeah, it's pot. They're not definitively saying it, but there are people who are saying it's possible this one might be better. 
Like, like, and they're all doing the same thing. Like, are, are we assholes for saying that? Like, this fucking, <laughs> well, because, it's like such a classic. Oh my God. How do you talk shit about West Side Story? Like, this isn't the first one to pull that off, though. Like, from what I hear, Les Mez, the one with Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway is, is really good. I've not seen it, so I can't speak to it. But Steph wants me to see it, so inevitably I know, will see it. But, but I, I also have not seen the original. But there's other versions of West Side, uh, not West Side, uh, in Les Mis. Um, there's like a, seen, they're mostly TV movies. I I've seen Les Mis in a theater. I've actually saw Les Mis. Like, I actually saw a stage performance of Les Mis, oh God, 30 years ago at this point. But, you know. So, so did I. Um, and, and, I, and I've seen Phantom of the Opera, same thing, you know, and I, but I've not seen the movie adaptation of that either, but, but mm-hmm. I've heard both of those are very well done, you know, and mm-hmm. I know Les Mez won some shit. I don't think it got best picture like Chicago did, but I know it won some shit, you know? Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, and I didn't like, but they did this in Spielberg's too, so this is more. This was a more of a wall criticism. I didn't like the dancing for no reason. Do you know? No, 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 for real. Like in in all the other movies that we covered last episode, if there was a dance sequence, it went with a song. Mm-hmm. Like there's an opening. Like they're just the jets are just walking down the street and suddenly break into a pirouette. Like shut up. Nobody fucking does that. Like no, well, no one also is like having musicals in the real world either. So no, like but, you have but to, a, but a lot of the other ones we watched work that stuff into the real world. So yes, you're right. They wouldn't just break in a song in the real world. I get that, but they at least made it feel more fluid. This felt like just uh, random. I, you I, know, I know. I, I I agree. I think the but again, I have to also say like at the time that was like But Spielberg did it too, so I'm not I'm not Spielberg did it too because Spielberg was doing an adaptation not just of the original film, but closer to the stage production. Okay. So he's trying to keep it you know close to the source material. But even then there were things that he couldn't do. Like originally the 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 ending line of Dear Officer Kropke, you know, was, fuck you. Right, right. Which Sondheim, which I didn't even fucking know that Sondheim did the lyrics. That that actually surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> um, because they don't sound like um, Sondheim lyrics. No, it's a little more not, upbeat, yeah. Not compared to... Yeah. Um, Sweeney. Sweeney. But yeah, the ori- so like the original line was, fuck you, and he really pushed for that, but then... When they were like making the movie, they had to go crop you. And there were other like variations. Like they, there are so many euphemisms for like fuck. Yeah. It, especially that. in the original, which was sort of surprising that like, yeah. We don't think of the 50s and 60s like having the same words that we fucking <laughs> use. Yeah. But like, according to dad, like, oh no, we said fuck all the time. Like, we didn't say it like, it was a little bit more polite, but like, yeah, yeah. Cinema really was like, no, no, everybody is sweet. The worst <laughs> curse word we will ever say is damn. And we're usually talking from the Bible. Like, yeah, you know, the fifties really kind of employed this squeaky clean image, which is why when a musical came out about gangs trying to beat the shit out of each other came out. They were like, we got to really kind of clean this up. But it's also about racism. Well, let's talk about that. Because honestly, that's one of the things that really took me out of this for both of them, right? Is like, 
I think I've gotten to a point in my life where I just, I, not that I ever condoned racism or discrimination of any kind, you know, I guess I maybe I did with the stories that I've told from when I was way young and didn't know any better, but, you know, since then, for sure. And I'm at a point now where I, even even though it's it's time period accurate, I just have no interest in watching shit like that. Like, I just don't, you know. And, and I mean, that's fair. I, I'm not calling for it to be like canceled. Like I'm not, I'm not, cause you know, my feelings on cancel culture and how much I hate that bullshit. But I yeah. also don't think you could technically cancel a movie for trying to combat racism. <sighs> Does it? Cause I feel like you it glorifies can... it. It has to show it so you can break it down. You have to show a racist character and then show them either have a life lesson or, or ultimately yeah, I don't feel Suffer. like anyone. I don't think anyone lo- want learn anything in this except Maria, and then she was never really a racist to begin with. So, like, you know, she. I, I, the, I don't. Feel I, mean, like, I mean, honestly, the real racism is the fact that like the studio heads like were casting non-Hispanic well, people and making them Hispanic and like covering them in brown paint. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm saying from the story itself, you know, I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying from the story itself, the in the movie part of it. I just, I, I'm just out of, like, I don't think, I don't think I could easily watch, I don't think I, not that it should be an easy watch anyway, but I don't think I could watch American History X again. I don't. You That's know, a tough I, movie, anyways. But I know yeah. a lot of people love that movie, not just because of the story, but because of of the performances. You know that it, it, it is well know. acted, and it's a fantastic movie. But it's not a lighthearted film because no. you have to, you have to. Let me put it this way: there are unfortunately some people that just won't fucking see the point of whether it's West Side Story or. American History X. Literally, I knew a motherfucker who loved American History X, but didn't love it for the reasons you're supposed to. Like, he loved all the racist shit, and he was that asshole. He was like, I'm not a racist, but when I see a black... I'm like, whoa, 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 shut the fuck up. Don't yep. finish that sentence. I, uh, I, I, I know a guy that used to say that and would use every slur word in the, the book, you know, and be like, yeah. well, I'm not racist, it's just words. I'm like, no, that's... <laughs> That's not how that works. Every racist I've ever known, I'm always like, do you know what racism means? Like, yeah. do, you, or do you not know that what you're saying is racist? Oh, no, I'm just, you know, you, you guys are just touchy. No, you're the asshole. You're the racist. Well, I mean, I think there are some people that are like Randall from Clark's too when they're having that whole discussion, you know, and, you know, I, I think there are some. I'm not saying all. I'm not blanket well you know. you're you're either you you either hate the person or you're ignorant of what you're saying both of which are not great but if you're ignorant about it and then you learn and realize that it's wrong and then don't continue to do it then that's kind of okay because you didn't know you know what i'm you're, saying it means so. you're working on it but then like someone like randall as the example you don't get to take the word back. No, you don't. No, that's, but, that's doubling down on your ignorance. You're not being racist. You're just doubling down on being an idiot. I think his heart was in the right place, but it was a wrong execution. His heart was in the right place. His brain wasn't. Right. That's also a fictional character, which we both know. But I'm saying like, the, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just at a point where I, I listen. I'm not saying it, it should never be portrayed, and and it's not a real thing. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just at a point where I can't watch it and and look past it. You know what I well, mean? Well, you're like, 
you're, you're in for a rough ride because that that's always going to be around. No, I, I get it. There's going to be so there's still races going on. Like even that fucking movie. What was that movie? Bright or whatever with fucking Will Smith and like the trolls and goblins and shit. Yeah. That that is all about racists. It's just sure. it's just not about there's humans and there's the fucking orcs. Yeah, and and I don't know. I mean, Rico, I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect here, and I'm certainly not criticizing anyone else i'm just saying for me at this point it's it's just not something i really want to expose myself to regularly you, you know you've seen i'm not criticizing you i'm saying that you're and i agree after a while it is hard to see movie after movie after movie of i don't like them because they're black i don't like i don't like her because she's a lesbian i don't like him because he's trans right i, I, it just, I get it. it's just it's just i've, I've kind of had enough of that i think that's probably why i double down on stuff like marvel because you don't even if it's there it's i guess it's so like under you know what i mean because there is there are some tones in there but yeah but you're not that person who gets pissed off when representation is happening no, like in a Marvel no, film. No, no, or, no, no, or no, a no. Star Wars show where like, why do they gotta have a black woman be a fucking um, inquisitor? It's like, because shut the fuck up. That's yeah. Why. <laughs> no, I'm because fine with that. Yeah. That question is why we need to have it. No, exactly. And I, I'm not. I'm not against having the conversation and 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 supporting the people that are being discriminated against. I'm 100 percent in all their corners. You know that it's better than anybody. You know. So this is not me digging my head in the in the sand and just pretending it's not there. I just don't want to actively go out and expose myself to it anymore. Sure. You know, so. That being said, like I said earlier, I feel like some of the most racist shit was like the fact that they cast. No, you're not a wrong. Russian woman <laughs> to play a fucking Puerto Rican. Yeah, you're not wrong. My consensus of the castings of both films is. I think, I think it was better done in Spielberg. Let me say this. Maria in the remake was better. Natalie Wood was fine. I'm sorry she's dead. Yeah, we, we I, should talk about that a little bit. But yeah. But that being said, what's her name? Jenny Ortega uh, in the remake? Uh, no, no. For Maria? Yeah. Rachel Ziegler. Rachel Ziegler? Yeah. Yeah. She was, in my opinion, fucking phenomenal. I she was totally good. loved her. She was really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was, uh, that was her first movie. That was her debut. Like, and now she's like casting so much other shit. Like, she's gonna be. She's the new it girl. Um, Natalie Wood, I thought was fine for the time, but like the majority of the stars in the remake were all dubbed. Like, almost every single one of them was dubbed by a professional singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, that being said, I much well. prefer the. <laughs> I what? They blended it well because I I wouldn't have guessed that. True. Uh, I preferred Richard Bra uh, Richard Bamer as Tony in the original than I did Ansel Elgort. I really fucking don't like Ansel Elgort yeah. as a person and as an actor. Well, I I don't know about his person stuff, so you're you're gonna have to fill me in there. He I thought he was is fine that guy. I thought he was fine in Baby Driver, but that's the only other thing I've seen him in. So. Baby Driver is an entertaining as fuck movie with or without him. Fair enough. I think he just happened to be in it. Like okay. I thought, 
I thought Kevin Spacey was great in it, even though fuck that guy. Yeah. I thought Jamie Foxx was great in it. I thought John Hamm was great in that movie. I thought John Bernthal was great in that. Yeah. You could have cast fucking Alden Ehrenreich or fucking Miles Teller in Baby Driver. It would have been the exact same fucking movie. Probably, yeah. Opinion. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, so. Ansel Elgort is that guy who smirks in every fucking movie, and I'm so tired. I fucking hated this guy the first time I saw him in The Fault in Our Stars. Do you know this movie? I know of it. I've not seen it. Okay. It's based, it's, it's, I, guys, you're going to have to bear with me for one second because I've been, <laughs> I've been fiending after this fucking rant for, since 2014. Since I was 23 years old, I fucking hated this motherfucker. And then I found out awful shit about him. Like, yeah, I was right. Fuck that guy. So, Fault in Our Stars. I haven't read the book. I'm sure the book is amazing. I know people who've read it. I know people who love the movie and blah, blah, blah. It's about, like, kids with cancer falling in love. That's what it is. Teenagers with cancer falling in love, being like, we're going to die, so we're going to fucking love life, blah, 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 and love each other. Cool. Awesome. That's a story that should be told. They inch the the characters fall in love at a like a meeting, like a fucking I have cancer. Hi, cancer. Nice to see you too. And like, what do you have cancer for? And what are you gonna do with your um the rest of your life? And blah blah blah. Uh Shailene Wood Woodley, I guess, is the star of that the woman, the girl from uh um Divergent. That that woman, the the short hair. I, I don't I, don't I didn't see Divergent, name. but yes, that is who it is. Okay. So she is sitting, she's got an oxygen tank, she's in the fucking ring, and she looks across, and there's fucking Ansel Elgort, and he is staring at her from across the ring, like, you know, he's on the opposite end of the circle, staring at her and smirking, and it goes on and on and on. On it's just fucking drags, and she keeps looking away, and then looking back at him, and he's just doing the same fucking predator fucking stare down with a smirk, like he's trying to emulate Han fucking Solo. And she's, I mean, I'm I'm not even exaggerating. This goes on for like a straight minute. Just imagine what I'm describing going on for a minute, and. She, like, every time she looks up, she starts to, like, oh, you know, he's so cute and dreamy and it's so nice. You know, he's staring at me and all his attention's on me. And I saw this in theaters with a girl I was dating and she's swooning just like everybody else is. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. Because if that was me in the movie staring at somebody smirking, they would call the fucking cops. It only works because this guy is conventionally good looking, tall, handsome, blah blah blah. Well, I mean I've looks... I've had that I've had that argument for, for years. I mean not yeah. argument, but discussion for years with people. Like I knew a guy, I'm not gonna say his name, but he mm. he and he was not a creep. He he's a little um uh what's the word I'm looking for? 'Cause I I I don't I don't wanna say bad things about him. he's not my fa- he's not my favorite person on the planet, but it's not because he's done anything I he just irks me. But um aggressive? No, no, no. That's I do not I don't want to use the word aggressive, oh, okay. but he's okay. very he he's he's the kind of guy that would come up to you and be like, Hey, what's up? and like maybe grab both your shoulders, but not in an aggressive way. But like, hey, what's going on, buddy? He's like that Gre- kind of he's, he's gregarious. But he's like that with men and women. 
Sure. But he's also not what you would call traditionally attractive. He's about the same height as I as we are because you and I are about the same height. And he's a big dude. And he's yeah. beard and 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 I mean like full like beard and what all that. And and we all used to work together at Goody and the manager would get complaints about him with the female co-workers but he wasn't i i was with and sometimes i would come to his defense i'd be like look i saw that i know why they made feel that way but he really wasn't doing anything he's just being friendly but because he looks a certain way it's conceived as predatory or or, or, or just or creepy right exactly and and yeah. I, I i you know we don't all look like brad pitt you know like no. that's just what it, we don't all look like tom cruise that's just what it is you know if so, if it was like, and I'm, if it was Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, sitting in a fucking thing, or Paul Giamatti, or Jack Black, or whatever, or me, or or Seth Rogen, or whatever, and let's say that we're all the same age, we just happen to look older than we are, because that's what happened to me. Sure. I was 23, I look fucking 37. So if I'm sitting in a fucking room with 23 year olds and I'm staring at a cute girl and I'm trying to be like, oh, I think you're cute and I'm looking at you. They would be like, yeah, there's this creepy old guy who just like happened to be invited to this fucking party. Right. And he's staring me down and I feel unsafe. So ever since then, I've always had a fucking problem with that. And how everybody, and I was like, it's it's such a fucking. That's not really bag. his fault, though. I mean, it's not his fucking fault. But then gradually over the years, I kept hearing that he's that motherfucker who would send uh, dick pics unprompted to underage girls. Okay, that's yeah, that's not okay. He also, and you're really gonna fucking love this, despite the fact that he played Tony, and it's all about him falling in love with a Puerto Rican girl and not looking at skin color and blah blah blah. He's apparently that guy who has used the N-word, and I mean with a hard R. Mm. Okay. Lovely. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Also, I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, I thought his singing was fine, but every time he, like, went for a higher note, it felt like he was straining. Whereas the guy who dubbed Richard Bamer, I thought, did a much better job. Also, I, li- I liked, I thought... Oh, so they're Richard- all dubbed in 61, not in this one. I mean, maybe... I misunderstood you. I thought this. Okay. Sorry. No, as far as I know, everybody, well, everybody in the remake did their own singing because 90% of them came from stage Stage. Broadway productions with the exception of fucking Ansel Elgort. And I, I do, I'd have to look it up. So I may not have it for you right now, but I do think Natalie Wood did hers in 61. I feel like that's a thing. Her and Rita Moreno are the only two that I, I think. Actually saying no, uh, Natalie Portman did not Natalie Portman. Natalie Wood did not sing. Okay. Uh, Rita Moreno did sing. Okay. Maybe that's where I'm getting my the best of yeah. my knowledge. But okay. Natalie Wood for sure did not sing. She was like, I, I, I have it like down somewhere. I, I believe like, you, Rigo. I'm not, I'm not arguing. I thought I, could I remember the only her... time you actually hear Natalie Wood sing is at the end of the original when she's like, kind of sadly croaking out lyrics to dying Tony. Mm. That's the only time you hear Natalie singing. Okay. By the way, can I tell you and, and, and follow me here if you have to, but I saw, I enjoyed this story better when I saw it before when it was called Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that that's basically what this is. It's, it's an American Romeo and Juliet. There's a slight, the outcome slightly different because Juliet in this version to, use a, a comparison doesn't die true but 
Otherwise, it's... But you know she probably wanted to. Yeah. Well, and she says at one point, is there enough bullets in here for me to kill all of you and then one for me, you know? Which, I have to agree with Steph on something. They completely cut out half of her soliloquy at the end of the Spielberg remake. And it really pissed off Steph. Because there's there's a whole portion... I mean, they got... They got the gist of it. Okay. But there's a whole point where she said, I don't, I, I never hated, but now you guys taught me how to hate. So all oh, I do right. is hate. Yeah, you're right. That's like, that she part. doesn't dish it out at the boys. Like you fuckers did this to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, but I'm yeah. not wrong. Right. This is basically like an American. But that's ro- how it was basically pitched back in the day. That's okay. how it was written with the at and 10. Yeah. It's, it's Romeo and Juliet in the fucking West Saeed, you know, but, uh, well, I'm, I'm looking at who played who and shit. I have it up here. If you need, okay. I have them all Oh, more specifically who dubbed who. Okay, here we go. Um, Marnie Nixon dubbed Natalie Wood. Okay. She also did. One number for Rita Moreno, hmm. which required a relatively high vocal register. Having dubbed Wood as well as Moreno, Nixon felt she deserved a cut of the movie alum royalties. Neither the movie or the record producers would bow to her demands. This is this is actually really cool. Leonard Bernstein broke the, stale, uh, the stalemate by volunteering a percentage of his income a gesture of loyalty royalty since Nixon had been a performer colleague of his at New York uh, Philharmonic concerts. He ceded one quarter of 1% of his royalties to her. Like, and if you're getting royalties, especially back then, that was, who knows how much she was fucking getting for the rest of her life. Right. No, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the lines are different. In that Spielberg went back to, like in the original, they say womb to tomb, birth to earth. Riff and Tony say that as like their their bromance fucking calling sure, card, right? Sure. On stage and in the Spielberg remake, it was sperm to worm. Okay. But that was changed for because the censorships were like, what? No. <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? You can't say sperm in a movie. And that's why there's so much fucking like sexually unaware people because they were like, no, no, we're going to hide like womb and sperm and nothing about sex. We're going to show bikinis everywhere in the 50s and 60s, but we're never going to talk about what the fuck is underneath. No wonder everybody was fucking and be like, how this happen? <laughs> the reason for the baby boom. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, I liked seeing the principal. From the '61, that guy. I've seen that guy in a bunch of stuff. He's been. A, I've been a fan of his for years. The principal or the 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 uh, guidance counselor. Is he a guidance counselor? I thought he was principal, but whatever. The guy at the dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's fucking Gomez Adams. Well, not just that, but he's. I, I see. You know where I know him better for you, right? He is no argument there. But where I know him best from is. Um, did you ever watch Night Court? Or ever seen Night Court? No, but but I know of it. Obviously, it's, uh, right? It's pretty popular. He plays Harry's Harry's the judge. Just so mm-hmm. you, in case you didn't know that, he plays Harry's father. Okay. Who's in a mental institute? Like has mental problems, and every mm-hmm. so often, like breaks up and breaks out and ends up in his courtroom. Mm-hmm. 
And he and it, the line was always, "But I'm doing much better now." And he'd get that <laughs> smirk that he get because he's got that facial smirk that he can do, and it's really funny. When when John Aston came on screen, I, I I struggled to try and recognize him. I'm like, I fucking know this face. I know this voice, but because he wasn't in his Gomez outfit, yeah. cigar in hand and fucking mustache, I was sure. like, I, I, I don't see it. It's like seeing Zooey Deschanel without fucking bangs. You're like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> you see, I, 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 you're right. You're right, Gomez, and I should have thought of that. But I honestly, when I see him, I immediately go to Night Court because I know that, it better from that. You know, um, but I thought it was absolutely funny. I'm like, this is one guy, and he's also uncredited in it, West Side. Yeah, Clippers. yeah, yeah. Well, he's only got the one scene. So maybe that's still, I was like, that's kind of weird because the guy is playing a guy named Gomez, who's clearly Hispanic of some nationality. They never are very clear of what the fuck Gomez, Gomez is. Yeah, is. Yeah. I think they're kind of like alluding that he's like uh, Catalan or something. But here's maybe? the inter- Okay. So here's an interesting thing. I have his, uh, his uh, bio up. He did this before he ever did Gomez. Really? Really? He, Adam's yeah. family is. He first got he he first got noticed in a small role in West Side Story, and then appeared in several other films before being cast as Gomez Adams. Uh, while the Adams family was initially a huge hit, its popularity petered out after two years. Yeah, so he he did this and several other films before, uh, before Damn. doing Gomez. Damn. I was looking to see if he was related to Sean Astin because I think he is. He is. He's he's the adopted father. That's what it is. I knew there was something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no rela- resemblance whatsoever. No. no. But I think Sean has said he's had, he's he in his in his estimation he he feels like he's had like two or three fathers. Like yes, one of them is his stepfather. One of them is his biological father. And there was like that other guy who was like the uncle who also raised him and shit. Um. I okay, so let's talk about some of the songs of the comparisons because very very quickly, Adam Sandler started in '64. So well, I didn't know it was that fucking late. I and, I would have pegged it for like mid '50s. Well, this is another one of those interesting things. He only ran it only ran two seasons. Yeah, so like, it's what eighteen six, episodes, if that. Uh, '64. <laughs> oh, okay, so they. <laughs> I forgot. Back in the day, they actually punched out like a fucking episode a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it ran. It ran two years, sixty four okay. to sixty six. But yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, that's just interesting because, like, the reason I bring it up is like everyone thinks of, um, you know, the Adams family as being like this staple. You know what I mean? And then it kind of got doubled down on with the Raul Julia movies, which I think most people know even more so at this point. You know, but. Um, it's only a two year old, two year long show. Whereas you know, just by comparison, you have shows like Friends that ran for like a decade. You know, or but Seinfeld. it had a lot of revivals. I mean, oh, like Adam's Family kept coming back and back and back, and then well, once just, yeah. like reruns were a thing, syndication. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It 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 had a whole second life. Um, there's some songs that I didn't particularly fucking love of either version of West Side Story. Okay. Um, one specifically, uh, I think it's the one something, something's coming or like, uh, the jets are gonna have the night tonight and the way they phrase tonight really rubbed me the fucking wrong way. It just sounded like, I I don't know why 
they chose that. Like, I don't know why Sondheim was like, no, no, you're going to sing it like you're you're really forgetting how to sing. <laughs> well, I mean, that was that was the decision they gave him. I don't know what to tell you. True. I'm not I'm trying to be not flipping. I just song. don't. What? I'm also not really a huge fan of Cool. That one where they're like, cool, calm, like they, they be chill, that oh, type of Well, fucking... I mean, that's that beatnik shit from that time period, really, is what that is. But or... I do like the fact that they, how Spielberg structured it in the remake. Because it's, it's completely different in the original than it is with the remake. Like, it's all about after they kill... You know Bernardo and, and yeah, I noticed. Red. I noticed some of the songs were in a different order or in different places in the Spielberg version, and I actually felt like some of them fit better the way they did it. You know, in the Spielberg, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And again, I think that is based on how it was in the show. show. Mm. Um, specifically, the one I feel pretty as an example. Originally, like I guess they were like like Sondheim had to write that song because he didn't, they, they need like a filler song. Okay. And it comes, if I remember before not Bernardo and riff are murdered, right? Like that's how it is. In, in which one? In the original. In, yeah. In the original one, it's before she even meets, um, Tony, uh, Tony, because it's, it's, she's putting on the dress for the first time. Right. Yeah. And the ream and they, I think they really fought, to put it in the remake after the murders because she doesn't know that they're dead. Right. And she's full of optimism and love and hopefulness. And the way they, I, I honestly thought that was pretty innovative because that for, for once the audience is one step ahead of Maria Yeah, and we're watching this scene and we have this sense of dread, like, oh, Maria, God, yeah. fuck, yeah. honey, it's not going to end well. Like, you're fucking Juliet. Like, this, you, you, this is not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> right, right. Um, what do you think of Living in America? I guess it's called Living in America or, you know. Oh, no, it's just called uh, uh, America. Okay. I liked... Um, I liked the openness of the of the girls doing it in the street, because if you're really going to show America, you might as well show America as you're singing about America. Uh, the rooftop is pretty iconic, but I have a preference to the remakes. I, yeah, I'm it. with you, too. The, I'll tell you what's really interesting. You you might find this. I, I don't know if you'll find this interesting or not, but um, just to talk about the iconicness i guess is that a word that's probably a word uh iconicism that thank you that works uh, of some of the songs metallica in a song called don't tread on me which is about america it, but it's mm-hmm. not don't the, the term don't tread on me has taken a different context in the last like 10 years five to ten years because of maga and all that stuff right but mm-hmm. when they wrote the song back in 90 it was very much about the original vibe from you know the founding fathers that kind of right. thing right they took the first two bars of the song are that song the 
and then it goes into the guitar riff that they rave. And the first like two bars of Don't Tread on Me on Metallica's most successful album, the Black Album, is and they've said is direct from like they're they're not Oh, it's it's not one of those things like oh, what sounds kind of similar or whatever. They're like, no, it's not. Uh, it's not fucking ice, ice baby, and fucking right. yeah, yeah. It's no. He they're saying flat out. We I, I never heard the, the the why. That's what I've never heard from them. But they have flat out said, yeah, that is that song for that. You know, they're just fans set. apparently. Fans or or just felt like it it fit with the context of the song, you know what I it mean? Resonated, it resonated, yeah, yeah. So, but it it I, so I I do think of this show every time I hear the song because I know and I know mm. that song. I've known that so I've known a lot of these songs. Like unlike the one last like or last episode where I I didn't know some of them came from Fiddler. Like I knew the songs, but I didn't know they came from Fiddler. Like all the songs that I. I, I recognize I knew came from West Side, you know, right. Like, like America, I feel pretty, you know, uh, we're going to the one you don't like, but that's a, that's an iconic song. Whether you like the performance or not, uh, it's, it's, an I, iconic I just song. didn't like that one part where how they phrase the tonight. Like, yeah. it's just really it, yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, even the song tonight, tonight, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good romance song and Maria is pretty well known and, yeah. and it's cute and it's romantic. I did have a really fucking laugh when I was watching the original where Tony is running around singing Maria and just doing that. And I kept, I made a joke to Steph. I was like, it'd be so great if like all these other Puerto Rican women that are living in the neighborhood just roll up their windows like, what? What do you want? Stop <laughs> fucking saying my name. It's 2.30 in the morning. Go to bed. And pretty much in the remake, that's almost what happens. Yeah, yeah. Ansel Elgort's doing his version, like a whole bunch of windows open up, and he like looks at each one of them, and it's like an old woman like, what? You said my fucking name. <laughs> Go to bed, bitch. <laughs> a little girl like, comes out. like Because... You know, of all the names, yeah, Maria is, is a, a pretty, pretty fucking common name yeah. in the in New York. And it's either the Italian or it's fucking Hispanic. Yeah, I was gonna say the and then Hispanic community. Sure. Um, I I liked some of the I and you say it might be closer to the stage show. I've seen stage shows, but the interesting thing, and not when I say I've seen stage shows, by the way, I've seen like. A high school or youth group or one of the like I've never seen like a professional production of West Side, mm-hmm. but I have mm-hmm. seen it done live a couple of times by various mm-hmm. groups. And I feel like they always now that you're telling me there's this difference, and, and again I don't say that because I don't I'm questioning it, but I feel like the ones that I've seen have been based on the sixty one movie, not because it's been almost scene for scene to what sure. we saw in the movie the 61 movie it's it's because it's a cleaner safer version version yeah yeah, yeah. i mean even well with some exceptions like even spielberg had to change some shit because for his version because he felt like it was all it could be considered offensive like when they're doing america they're talking about the hurricanes are always blowing 
Right. And he took that line out because Puerto Rico just had Hurricane fucking Maria and shit. Ironically, Maria. So he was like, they took out the hurricane line because like, even though it's factually accurate. I was going to say, it's not like it's, yeah. I mean, because that would be like taking out the line in uh, I Feel Pretty where she goes, I feel pretty witty and gay. Which they did. No, they didn't. In Spielberg version, the gay part is gone. I thought I heard her say it. No. I And I was like, Steph, am I crazy? Did I fucking... Did I not hear gay? And she's like, you didn't hear gay. And that's it. See, the thing that the thing that bothers me about that a little bit is, look, I know gay is a slur term and we not not even anymore because it's 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 just it can be perceived as as a slur. But it's the tone. Right. True. But it is also a used term because it's that's the G in LGBTQ. So, I mean, that it is there. But the context of the word, especially in that song, if you look up the definition of the word gay, it actually means to be happy. Like that's the so she's saying I'm I'm I feel pretty witty and happy, basically, is what she's saying. And so I I don't think you should have I mean if he did, he did and I missed it, but that's not one you needed to remove. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he removed it because of Oh, it'll be considered like she's saying gay. I think it's because he doesn't think people in this day and age, like the newer generation that is watching that, actually know that gay meant happy. Well, that's also probably very accurate. I I can't argue that fact. That's probably very true. And I also feel like it's been a that particular line has now become sort of a caricature of itself. Example. The movie Anger Management. Yes, which I have not Ad- seen in a long time, but yeah. Okay. There is a scene with Adam Sandler and Nicholson. Nicholson fucking pulls the fucking emergency brake while they're on the fucking highway because Sandler is like getting pissed off in traffic or whatever the fuck the context is. Makes him calm down by singing, I feel pretty. Okay. And when there's the part where he's like, I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty, I feel pretty and witty, and and he hesitates, and he goes, gay, because that's the joke, is there's this New York man stuck in traffic singing, gay. Listen, I I know that term can be absolutely used negatively, and I I don't question that, and I certainly don't want to be insensitive, so much so that I actually saw a post today where a guy put up a screenshot of a text he had with a buddy of his where he said, this is funny, and then he sends the screenshot, and he's asking his buddy, who was at an Elton John concert, he goes, on a 0 to 10 scale, how gay was the concert? And I reported that shit, because it it did not come across like, oh, well, I'm playing along with the fact that Elton John's gay. No, they read very much like... You know, you could have been anywhere else and you went there and and then being very uh, homophobic about it. You know, it's just not it's just not a necessary question. No, it's it's not at all. It's one of those things like, how was the show? And the person be like, well, Elton was Elton. Right. If they say Elton came out and stuck a fucking, you know, 10 foot strap on (laughs) up his ass and fucking did hold me closer, tiny dancer with that. Then I could say that's pretty gay. 
Right, but that's still that is very, a very gay performance. Right, but that's very different than what the context of their sentence Agreed. was. Agreed. And, and, yeah, context and, is everything. I mean, there are shows of artists like if I saw Queen live, Freddie Mercury is still alive, yeah, or right. I, I happen to be in nineteen fucking seventy fuck, and I'm watching Queen perform, and Freddie is Freddie. I'd be like, the songs are amazing. Freddie's amazing. The fact that he happens to be gay is irrelevant. Yeah. I, yeah. When when I was younger, my first job was at a pizzeria. One of the owners is gay. And we were just bullshitting and talking. And I said, what's your, I was like, we we're talking about music. And I said, who's your, what, like, what, what kind of music do you like? Do you, what's your favorite band? And he said, Queen. And I was very curious about sexuality, whether it was heterosexuality or homosexuality. I was, you know, being in the Bay Area, you're always kind of sure. like trying to keep, put your finger on the pulse, so to speak. And I asked him, I said, hey, I don't mean to be insensitive. I don't, if I'm crossing a line, I don't mean to do anything. And you're also my boss. So I'm just, right. but like, I said, do you happen to like Queen because you're also gay? Or is, is that anything connected? He's like, no. No, no, no. I loved Queen before I found out I was gay. I, I wasn't always gay. I was like, well, oh, okay. I, I, with all respect to that guy, I would say he was always gay. He may just not have come to terms. He didn't come to terms with it. Is the best way to. Put no, he it, was. Yeah. He was in a. Well, I mean, he was in a no, heterosexual I mean, relationship, but he. I, I mean, he, he the, said what he said. It wasn't something that he struggled with. He just one day was just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, well, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I think sometimes that happens that way. But yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're we're saying we're all saying the same thing. Like, like nothing was wrong about it. He just, you know. It, but he, I'm just afraid someone not not being upset with you, but someone would say that you were implying he flipped the switch and became gay, and that's not how that no, works. That, you know? yeah, so, that's not what I at all what I'm intending. And so, thank and you I, for I, catching I, that. I, I know you don't, and that's why I wanted to elaborate a bit because I knew you right. don't mean that <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, this goes this is same argument with um, maybe it's cold outside. You know what I mean? Like it's context. You have to think about when the song was written. You have to think about the words that are used at the time. You know, it's certainly in the context of the song. I feel pretty is not using any negative context at all it's absolutely it's an not. optimistic yeah hopeful song exactly it's, it's what i mean jesus christ i've sung it when i've been like excited to go on a first date <laughs> okay fair enough like, I'm, dr- I'm like i feel pretty oh so pretty <laughs> i feel pretty and witty and gay but like it's just me rocking what, what else am i gonna fucking do like blast marilyn manson before i go to a first date i mean i have so i i can't did you have a second date after that? No. There you go. But I was by myself. How did that play a, a role? You had a first date by yourself? No, I mean, the music was playing with just me. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Uh, I've had plenty just... of first dates where I've been stood up, so I guess maybe I have. But, you oh, know. Well, um, you're like, just table for one, please. Yeah, fuck her. Um. No, I've usually left, but that's beside the point. Uh, you know. Oh no, that, that, I've I've been stood up and I'm like on the restaurant waiting, and I'm just like, well, fuck her, man. I'm I got fucking dressed up. I'm gonna fucking order a risotto. Fuck her. There you go. She's um, missing out. I'm a catch. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the waiter got... comes by like, would you like anything to drink? I'm like, I'm 17. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh. Well, you you have your catch now. You're safe. So I do. Yes. Um. Right. 
What else? Uh, All right. Let's talk about Rita Moreno because I felt like. Oh, she was awesome in both of them. In both versions, she was amazing. I actually liked her better in Spielberg again, but that's not that she did bad in 61. You know, when she she is Anita in the original, she's fucking flawless. When she is whatever the fuck, Vernita. No, I think it's. I'll get it. Hold on. I have it right well, it's here. A, it's a completely original character for yes. this move. To Valentina. Accommodate. Valentina. Valentina. I fucking loved that, that she was basically the doc. She was yeah, doc. I absolutely, I absolutely love, I actually, I liked, there were several things that were, okay. Despite Ansel Elgort. So let's just, I, we're, we're talking about with, Tony, you know, I yeah. liked what they did with Tony's character in Spielberg's version. I did. I, you know, him having gone to jail for a little bit for assault and being, you know, kind of on parole and not wanting to get involved because of that. And then, you know, at the same time, like his relationship with Valentina was, I actually thought the best part of the film in the second one. In the, in the, I, ha- I have to agree. That was a real, I would loved more of that, you know, one thing Spielberg definitely did, and he's very good at doing, is real character development. Yes. There was so little character development in the original. Like, all those kids in the original, all they needed to do was just have Valentina can, sit them both down and be like, what the fuck are you guys fighting for? Can I ask you a question real quick, just about 60, no, more of an overall question, and we'll get back to the, the mm-hmm. specifics, mm-hmm. but... Do you think that they presumed everybody had seen the stage play for when 61 came out? Like that it was just a thing people had seen, people were, and and that's why there's not the development you're talking about because they just assumed everybody saw it. Um, Even if not on Broadway, some, some off Broadway performance of it. It's possible they were going for that, but I think they also put it in, they said, Hey, if you couldn't afford or didn't have the chance to see the stage production, here it, is. here it is. Right. So, but I also feel like there's a lot of movies back in the day that didn't have a whole lot of character development. The character development was always in the songs. That's the thing is every song was sort of like their aha moment in every musical. That's why Fiddler on the Roof, I think gets a lot of praise because yes, you have like Tevye fucking, doing his monologues with God or, or whatever, yeah, or by yeah. himself. But if you just listen to the lyrics, it's like, that's how he's growing and that's how he's learning. And that's yeah. how he's thinking. Yeah. And I think that's for every fucking musical, whether it's wizard of Oz, because like you can go to like, I mean, that's kind of a great example and a bad example because a lot of the shit, a lot of songs in wizard of Oz are just follow the yellow brick road, bitch like that. Where do you want to go? <laughs> right. Just where how do you want to get there? Fucking look down your feet, walk in a fucking straight line, you're there. Actually it spirals quite a bit, but yeah. To get to get back to fucking uh Munchkin land for sure. <laughs> I've always wanted to know where does that red path fucking lead? I'd have to see you know how long it's been since I've seen the Wizard of Oz? I, I don't remember. No. But like literally there's the yellow brick road and then like there's an opposing different path that's red. Oh. Yeah, I'd be curious too. Oh, I, I don't know. what the fuck is going on. I kind of want to watch like, it again to see if I can find the hanging munchkin because it doesn't. It doesn't exist. No, I saw a screenshot of it. It's it's it's. I know the urban legend. It's not a thing. It's it's an urban legend. I saw a screenshot. There, there, 
of, co- of course you saw a screenshot. You saw a screenshot of what something that looked like a hanging munchkin. Oh, okay. It, it's a fucking giant-ass bird stretching its fucking uh, wings. All right. That's all it is. I... I like, that is one of the most things that, like, everybody's like, I swear, man, there's a fucking dead munchkin. It's like, okay. First off, no. Second of all, there's been so many historians that are like, absolutely not. Or it's absolutely true. And they're just like, we, we're not, we're going to cover up that thing like it's the fucking JFK assassination. <laughs> right, right. Like, also, like, if, if they came forward and said, yeah, there was a munchkin who was suicidal, died on the set. It's captured on film. We fucked up. Sorry. That what would be the big fucking deal? Yeah. 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 No, I get they it. Just, I get it. Every new re-release would just be like, all right, let's just fucking airbrush that out, delete the it, digital CGI. Out. Yeah. But you, Which you, I think they've done just to avoid that conversation. Probably. But you you were talking about the character development. I, w- I interrupted you. I just. Well, so, like, as an example, like, the cowardly line when he does like if I were king blah 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 that's him just be like if I was not a giant chicken shit I could do great <laughs> right right every, every fucking song somewhere over the rainbow all that shit is all character development and West Side Story is no exception especially I mean Jesus I'm looking at the tracks like America is all about praising America in both versions, but really praising Puerto Rico in the remake. Like the lyrics are different. Like they changed yeah. a lot of it, like to the point where I'm like, it's almost an entirely different song. Like the the, the tune is the same, right? The motif right. is the same, but like one is like, hmm, one civil rights, one's modern rights. Is sort of how I'm looking at it, you know? Right. And I got the impression from the Spielberg version that the guys wanted to go back, and the women were like, "Well, now you see ya. We'll be right here." You know, like, you know, but, but, and I think that really sets the tone because in the remake, that version of Anita is like, I'm going back to Puerto Rico. Fuck this shit. She more or less says that. She's like, I'm out. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico. See, she, there's something like, I, there's something about that character that irks me in both. And it's, it's performed fantastically. So it has nothing to do with the performances. Right. And it's a very specific scene and I get why it happens the way it does. But after the scene in doc's drugstore after the murders, and then she tells them to tell Tony that Marie is dead. Like that, that's a big fuck you moment to me for that character. Uh, she was almost raped. No, no, I, listen, I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm not, but I mean. I mean, in her, I can't say I'd be any different. If I came, if I went there to spread a message and I was almost gang raped, I'd be like, hey, fuck all of you. Like, I hope Tony suffers. See, I don't, but see, you know, you know who she's really hurting in that is Maria. And that's the thing to me. That's my perspective perspective on it. You're right. Sure. She, the person she's hurting the most in that sentence. And this is it's before funny. she gets, before he ends up getting shot is. It probably led to him getting shot. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. It is Maria, you know, like even, even if it, it cuts right there, like even if that's the last scene, she says that walks out of docks, you know, credits it's presumed the person who gets hurt the most in that in that moment is maria and maria didn't do anything 
Do you know what I mean? Like she really she didn't do anything worth getting hurt like that. Did she fall in love? But listen, this thing does the trope that I hate in a lot of movies, not just West Side and and even Romeo and Juliet. We met, we spent ten minutes together, and we're gonna get married. No, 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 no. See, I I'm with you. That whole look. Do I believe in love and first sight? Yes. But yes, you still, but even I those also people, believe that it's most likely lust at first sight. And even if it is love at first sight, most people don't go, okay, you know, like 10 minutes later or 12 hours later, we're going to get married. That, that they very... do apparently if they're Catholic in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. that's how you get some ass. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean. I, sure. In, in a squeaky clean 60s movie, absolutely. That's how you in get some ass. In a movie, yes. But I'm saying, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I just one thing that I'll I agree the whole like they they knew each other a fucking day. That like, shit happens it, even modern movies too. Sometimes though, I mean sometimes, sometimes, yeah. but sometimes something like it's believable. Like in True Romance, when Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette like they fucking were together one night and they got married the next goddamn morning. That to me felt more believable than. Tony and and Maria. I, I think I have to agree. It's still a little on the edge, but I think I have to agree with you there. But it's still because they're kind of crazy, right? Right. Yeah. It it it's the two desperate like Maria is is an attractive woman who's smart and going to be successful. She could pretty much have any guy she wants. You know what I mean? That doesn't um, mean she. Well, all right. What I was going to say. Having any guy she wants doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be successful because, especially back no. in, in both versions, she's no. a Puerto Rican woman. No, 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 no. You're tying two things together that I wasn't tying together. I'm saying okay. she's going to be successful, period. And as such, she could probably end up with somebody at any point, that any time she wanted. Whereas right. Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette's characters, this is Are probably their only shot. And happiness for either of them. You know what I mean? There, so One's a hooker. Oh, I'm sorry, a call girl. That's And the other one's like a dude who works at a comic book shop. Like, it's, the, it's now or never, basically, for yeah, those two. The fact you that know. you guys both find each other attractive and you fucked and, like, you love each other for some weird reason. Kudos, I guess. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, and it's it's just what it is. You know, Tony's the same way. Like, Tony, Tony could have pretty much probably any woman he wanted to be with, you know. Um, and I don't mean sexually. I just mean to be in a relationship with. Like, he probably could do that, you know. Because I, yeah. especially especially in the 61 version, like, that Tony's set up for success. Yeah. Like, he's not, the Ansel Elgort version is, is, is a, I think he's technically a felon, you know what I he's mean? He's on parole, yeah. He's, he's on, on, whereas the original one is just like, oh, he just sort of, sidestep the gang life right i don't i don't know if the you know because if 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 tony in the remake isn't it could be a misdemeanor i'm not sure but anyway let's just say he's a felt but i mean either way he's got a criminal record you mm -hmm. know that's going to be haunting him for a while he's going to have some struggles in life you know what i mean mm -hmm. in terms of just moving forward and and enjoying life Mm -hmm. Whereas Tony in the 61 version, like you said, he basically just walked away from the gang life and was just trying to make a life for himself. And if he had stayed out of it, probably would have been like, you know, mayor or some shit, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, hate be fighting Wilson 
you know, Goldie Wilson for the mayor, <laughs> you know, um, sorry, I had to, so not even the same fucking state, but all right. <laughs> I know I was just, just taking another uh, fictional mayor and putting them together. But back to the spitefulness of Anita in that particular scene. Yeah. I, I, I don't particularly like, yes, it's her fault, but I don't blame her in that context because she's like, I, when the original came on, I'm like, uh, that's, that's awful. No, it's when, awful. Don't get, listen, I'm, I, I want to stress, I'm not justifying. No, I know you're to, not. To but, Anita at all. It, I just don't think that the way it she... It is. I mean, she's pissed off, and she way, was almost... I just don't like the way she... Especially Spielberg, in the Spielberg scene, I'm overjoyed that Valentina... Oh, I thought she was going to kick somebody's ass at some point. I thought she was going to pull out a fucking Uzi. Yeah. She was... But, like, she didn't mince words. She called them all. She's like, I've seen you all grow up. I know every one of your names and I saw you all grow up to become rapists. Yeah, no, she, and, yeah, it was. And, but I read that uh, Rita Moreno struggled with the original scene as Anita because apparently she was also raped with, mm. in her in her life. So when that happened, in the six in you know the sixties, she had a fucking meltdown. Sure, and all, all the jets who were supposed to quote unquote rape her ended up comforting her and counseling her to help her get through the scene. Flash forward sixty fucking years later, she's playing a different character, watching the the same her scene. original character. Yeah, yeah, and she actually. It, all the trauma came back and she like her in she f- felt like she was going to have like an out of body experience watching herself in a roundabout way being sure. gay brat gang raped in front of her eyes which <laughs> it's fucking awful that happened to any uh, uh rita moreno yeah for sure but of all the fucking people to like be the savior of the remix anita thank fuck it was rita moreno like oh yeah no, no she 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 was the 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 best part of this film without question and you know what it's so funny because with all respect to her i mean we're talking almost 60 years different she looks very different than she did in 1961 mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that's not to say anything negative on her it's just life she just changed as you get older right i I'm looking at her IMDb and I realize where I know her more from and had no fucking clue that that was the same woman from West Side Story, the original. Okay. She's she's the psychologist on Oz, the the prison show on oh, HBO. Oh, I, I never I I didn't get very far in Oz, so yeah, I, she I watched it. Up, she may have I, shown up in like a later seasons or something. I only she, watched like the first season. She no, I think she's pretty early on. She's in fifty five episodes, so. That show, um, didn't that show go on for like five seasons or something? It was longer than that. I think I just moved. I moved away from it to look at something else. So I'll, I'll tell you in a second. But okay, um, yeah. But that's where I know her the best from. And apparently, she was the voice of Carmen Sandiego on the original animated show, which is very awesome. Oh, was she really? Yeah, I didn't know that, but that's Fuck pretty it. awesome. Uh, okay. Oz Oz ran for no Oz ran for fifty six episodes, and she was in fifty five of them. So. Well then, fuck. Maybe, maybe I just didn't realize it. That's possible, and I'm not. That's certainly not me criticizing you. I'm just saying, like you know, but that 
I, I, because she, she's as tough in Oz as she is in this as Valentina. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's practice. It, it's almost like as if Valentina said, "Fuck this shit, I'm gonna go and be a psychologist in a prison now," and mm-hmm. went off and did that because that's what this character basically is. Um, she's Speaking a nun of- too, by the way. What? She's a nun in Oz. She's, she's a doctor, but she's a nun. Yeah. So speaking of Rita Moreno, let me let me read this. Please. Uh, not only are Natalie Wood and George uh, Chekiris wearing makeup to look more Puerto Rican, Rita Moreno, who was actually Puerto Rican, had to wear the same makeup to match their skin tone. Yeah, because she's, June... not, she's not as dark as they are in that movie. Yeah. Right. In a June 2021 interview with Terry Gross on the national public radio program Fresh Air, Rita Moreno remembered that even though she was used to white Hollywood producers deciding she had to wear makeup to darken her skin tone, West Side Story was the worst example of this in her career, even though it was one of the few times that she was playing a Puerto Rican. Um, Quote, the makeup I had to wear in West Side Story was worse. That was like mud. I remember some shots of George Shakaris, who, by the way, is still my dear friend, where he looked like somebody had taken him by the ankles and dipped him in a bucket of mud. It was so <laughs> thick and it was so dark that we would, our faces would streak and show our real color underneath. And I remember saying to a makeup man once, I don't know why I have to be this color. You know, I said, this is not my color. And he actually said to me as he was making me up, what are you, racist? Yeah, that's a that is a that is a face slap, forehead slap right there. But I will say I love that Spielberg cast a whole wide multitude of Hispanic actors. Mm-hmm. Like Anita in this one is Afro-Hispanic. Yes. So I, she, I, I noticed that, yeah. Um what did you how did you feel about the subtitles not existing in his version? I didn't use, I don't use subtitles, so I didn't know that. Like, but like, I mean, I watched it with subtitles, but the subtitles were all like in Spanish. Oh, you mean when they were speaking Spanish, not getting translations? Yes. I, that's I, what I, mean. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. I, it would be, it would have been helpful, but I think it also, um, I, I think they, they used it sporadically enough and in the right context that even if you didn't speak Spanish, I think you kind of knew what they were saying. You, you know, know the I mean? story, but, and, and I, I actually have to agree. Despite the fact that I watch everything with subtitles, it's not because I, I, I it's honestly because like I, I'm eating usually and I, I don't hear very well. And, and there's sometimes I miss shit. The only time I turn the subtitles off is if like, they're fucking just so wrong that what they're saying is not at all what's being said on on screen. Like I forget what it was. It was something recent that you talked about that. It was like way off. I forget what it yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was like it was like oh, it's lethal weapon. That's right. Yeah, something. one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like. Or no, wasn't it Die Hard? Or was it Lethal Weapon? It might have been Lethal been, Weapon. I think it was Lethal Weapon. But here's a little thing about what Spielberg said about the English subtitles. So it's been announced there will be no English subtitles when the characters are talking in Spanish. Regarding this decision, Spielberg explained that this was done out of respect for the inclusivity of our intentions to hire a totally Latinx cast to play the Sharks, boys and girls. If I subtitled the Spanish, I'd simply be doubling down on the English 
and giving English the power over the Spanish. This was not going to happen in this film. I need to respect the language enough not to subtitle it. Spielberg has also previously been on the record disliking subtitles, believing them to be distracting and generally avoiding the use of them in his films, which is true. Like every Spielberg movie I've seen during the time, whether if it's like Schindler's List or fucking Saving Private Ryan, there's very there's a lot of German and shit going on, but there's very little subtitles. You know, Rico, I mean, that that's really interesting. And um, I, I think I agree with him about the subtitles, which is why I did. I don't ever like having them on. I get why some people need them. So I'm not like that guy. And and there are times where I've, you know, been watching something and I've heard so, like I can hear, but someone like maybe mumbles something or they say it kind of like really quick. And I'll rewind a few times to try to get it. And if I can't, then I will throw on the subtitle to see what that phrase or word or whatever was because I sure. feel like it's important, but typically I don't. Um, one thing I just realized, Rico, and I, I, I know what I said earlier about Romeo and Juliet. I swear to God, I didn't see this till just now, but according to the wiki, the 61 is actually, when it says based on, it says West Side Story by Jerome Robbins uh, and and Bernstein and Sondheim and the people who wrote that, but it also says Romeo and Juliet by Ro- William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So I guess... It, the original story was like it's like we were talking about with rent last last episode when you said that rent was based on la boheme yeah so it's kind of like same same thing um but yeah i i had a question i wanted to ask you about the movie in general but i i fear it might lead to us wrapping up or getting way off like the actual context of the film so was there anything else you wanted to get into before i get there and if we end up coming back great but i i just fear it might not um overall my 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 consensus is that i feel like the spielberg one is a superior film uh the choreography is great the choreography is great in the original as well i do have to acknowledge that yeah but feel like cinematically Spielberg did a better job with camera work and character growth and where he placed the songs. And and also, also the choreography fits in better with the exception of that one scene that I was talking about at the beginning. But I feel like the choreography flows better in, in the Spielberg one. And so much. So that, and I like there were even some throwbacks like, it, it's not in the middle of the dance floor like it is in 61, but but Tony and Maria doing that dance were like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but she kind of does like a knee bend and a hip sway. It's very slight, and, the, you know, I don't know how to, <coughs> to describe what that is. And they do it behind the bleachers in the Spielberg one, but they do it in the... But the fact that he got that one in again, like he made sure to incorpor- incorporate that one specifically... I- I will add that I really did like the innovativeness of the original where it showed like, like all the other dancers in the background are like moving in slow-mo to make it seem like time stops still for yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. I really thought that was creative and I gave it a I lot agree. of praise. Whereas the other ones are just like, Oh, well they're just sneaking up behind the bleachers. Like, okay, that's what everybody in high school would do, but yeah, it's cinematically I- it's not great. Well, I mean, but uh, I guess it just depends. I, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't prefer one over to the other, but uh, but mm-hmm. I did like that they brought the same moves in, like that they didn't try to change that too drastically because some of the other dances are very different 
choreographically yeah. speaking than than the 61. Well, the fact that the gangs actually look like gangs. Like that that was the thing that for yeah. me like in the yeah. Spielberg one it looked like okay, these all look like kids that people would be like I'm not going near those jets. I'm not going near those sharks. Fuck that. Whereas in the original it's like it's just a bunch of kids. You have it's to just a bunch of teenagers. You have to give me this too because you you shredded Rock of Ages for the acting. Mhm. You have to give me that outside of like Tony, Maria, <laughs> Anita, you know, like the the, the main play, the, the the top three players, they're all pretty bad actors. Um, I enjoyed Russ in sixty one. In sixty one, I I knew what you were going for. Um, I enjoyed Russ Tamblin as Riff, as just a. You can maybe throw him in that with the other three that it's I mentioned, def- but. All the performances, especially in the 60s, are very not camp in the now modern day usage of word camp, sure. but can't be for the 60s. It's kitschy. It's very expressive in the face where it's like overly expressive. Best example is uh, Dear Officer Krupke. Russ Tamblin is is just crossing his eyes. He's he's over. They're all over extenuating their voices mm-hmm. to be caricatures of, which is the point. But a lot of the performances are kind of like that, anyways. Whereas I felt like, and I, I enjoyed that ver- that rendition, but I felt like the Spielberg version where they're fucking up the uh, the police o- the, the the police the station office. Yeah, the station. It felt. They're they're both good. They're just very different. Very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will also add, it was really fucking weird to see Corey Stoll with hair. That guy's an asshole on everything I've seen him in. I've not seen him play like to the point of talking about like guys who just play bad guys all the time. I've I've no. To be fair, I've only seen him in like two or three things. But everything I've seen him in, he is a very good snarky prick. Right. I mean, because he's that in Ant Man. He's that in this, and I, I I know I've seen him in something else, but I'm blanking on what it was. He's that in Black Mass. He's that in he plays he played fucking Junior Soprano in this in the uh, Sopranos prequel movie. Yeah, I haven't Many seen that yet. Newer. Yeah, but he's perfect as it. He's been yeah. very good. Junior. Um, what, was, what was your initial question? Well, I, before we get into that, I had thought of something else I did want to bring up, and I think we got sidetracked. So I want to bring this up before I get to my question, but. Um, because we talk about the discrimination in the film, specifically with the races, with the Puerto Ricans and, and all that kind of thing. But oh, I think I know where you're going for. There's I, okay. actually some transgender discrimination going on in this as well. That's kind of like glossed over in both films, but more so in 61 than it. Cause it's more, it's more discriminatory in 61 than it is, at least in my opinion, than the Spielberg one. I think it's handled. I think the discrimination is handled virtually the same. I think there's just different terms. Like in maybe you're talking you're talking about anybody's. Yeah, yeah. So it is widely believed and more or less agreed on that anybody's, which is a character in the stage production, the '60s movie, and the Spielberg remake of a transgendered woman to man, where it is a woman. Or a, a teenage girl, essentially, who is taking on the appearance of a teenage boy. She she want, is identifies as a he, and he wants to be a member of the Jets gang. But but they but, exclude her him because 
they view him as a, as a well, right and 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 just for the context of of the term there's no actual transgenderness going on in the sense of like surgery or right. from what we can tell you know um steroids or or tran- or uh, puberty blockers any of that stuff it's just it's really it's it's a tomboy girl but it's uh, to another level really is what it is you know it- I have got, I mean, it, the most likely is it's probably padding, strapping down the breasts yeah, no, if so, there yeah, are yeah, any. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I had completely forgotten about the character of anybody's. So when anybody's came on, I looked at Steph and I'm like, is that a, is that a woman? Like, oh, am I, am I tripping here? Or is that just a very like feminine looking man? It's like, no, I think that's, that's a woman. Yeah. As, as a, you know, pretend, you know, acting as a man. Sure. Which back in the day, I mean, fucking, that was common in Shakespeare. So like the whole yeah. dressing yeah, yeah. up as di- the different gender has been around forever. But I've got to give credit to the stage production, the 60s version, especially the 60s version, because they kind of really just assume like, oh, well, anybody's is just a quote unquote dyke. You know, there's right, she's just a lesbo. Right. Whereas now, yes, in the Spielberg version, the slang, the dialogue, the bigotry is exactly the same because they're not saying, "Oh, you're a transgender person," because that doesn't exist. Right? They're right. saying you're just a fucking weird girl pretending to be a guy. Right. So I my my opinion stands. I think they handled it exactly the same in both versions. Just they. The casting was a little bit more different because the the act what the, what the fuck do I I can't call them an actress because they are non-binary. So they're the gender neutral actor. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not actress because they're right, not yeah, a yeah. woman. I follow, I follow. Yeah. They they Spielberg did cast a uh, non-binary actor to play. I was trying to find that out. I couldn't. I'm glad you know that because I was trying to figured out and i couldn't tell for sure their name is like iris iris, or another, iris they, medina but, i think is what it was i iris just had medina, it but yeah they they have all their names in oh, i'm sorry form iris menace Men- menace. menace yeah something like that i thought i thought uh they handled that character more efficiently in the remake than they did with the original i'm saying they handled the bigotry exactly the same but the fact that Spielberg, I mean, it could have been Spielberg pushing for that to really kind of like show the inclusionary of a transgendered character in a musical, which I'm sure some people are like, what? There are there are probably some assholes who like happen to just like musicals, but hate transgenderism or oh, wokeness. Sure. Yeah. And they're like watching this version like, why are they got to have to put the fucking transgender bullshit in my musicals? Like, <laughs> right, okay, right. listen, motherfucker, it's already in the show. Did you think anybody's was a dude? I mean, and they just like their brain explodes. No, but like, they're, they're oh, probably man. going. With, they're probably going with what I said. Not that I I feel this way, but that it was a uh, a tomboy woman. You know what I mean? I, which makes me now kind of think like there were a lot of tomboys and a lot of cinema. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I mean, and there there have been plenty of like women, older women, that was like, oh yeah, I was a tomboy in my youth, and now we're like, huh? So you and Auntie, oh. But I I think I think it's it's important, Rico, and 
to say that it's not always if you're a tomboy, you're a lesbian, or you're a tomboy, you're a transgender. I think you can just be could have been a tomboy growing up and and just been, you know. Steph was a tomboy. Okay. So like, so, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I, Steph I, I, actually told me that like until she met me, she never really embraced her femininity, which I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've but, heard her say that. I think she said that on the Point of Skew episode, actually. Yeah. And I also, I pushed her, I'm like, embrace what you want to feel like. Like she, like right. the whole thing of like her cutting her hair, like right, she had right. long hair forever mm-hmm. and she was like, I'm afraid of cutting my hair. I'm like, just do it. It'll grow back. You're not yeah. like me where it's just going to fall out. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, Fuck if you. you. If, if you Stop don't complaining like... about cutting your fucking hair. Just <laughs> do it. Yeah. Bitch, bitch, bitch. That's all you do. Like just cut your, yeah. <laughs> my future wife. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's so lucky. Um, I'm, I, I tell her, I'm like, just do whatever you want to fucking do. I was like, honey, if you want me to shave your fucking head, I'll shave your fucking head. I don't right. give a shit. Right, right. Just don't leave me. No, no, and that and that's a credit to your character, Rico. All kidding aside, that you, you, we, you love stuff for who she is, not what she looks like, and that's something that I've always admired. You know, so. Oh. Um, I, I, no, no, no! It, it it helps that I think she's cute as all. No, hell. of course, but that's not the reason. It's a but, it's a reason at the bottom of a list of many other reasons that you find her attractive. Is what I'm getting at, you know. So maybe yeah. not the bottom, but not the t- first thing either. Is what I'm getting at, you know. There's right. other things. So, um, my my question for you, um, we didn't well, get what's that. I thought the whole anybody's thing. No, that was something else that I remembered I wanted to talk about, but that wasn't my question. Um, My question for you is, we didn't get something with the Spielberg one that I'd hoped for, um, at least in my opinion, but I would like your opinion. And if you agree with me, then I want to explore further if it had happened. But I was kind of hoping for a more modern remake of what we got than what we got i i think it's still the same time period it's depicted differently um but it's, it's still grittier the, but it's still it's, the 60s right exactly that's what i'm saying it's still the same mm-hmm. time period but what if what if you were to to because i think i think you could easily set that story in 2020 and it would be this or 2020s and it would still fit like, I don't think it would be out of place at all. You might have to change. Maybe the Puerto Ricans become African-Americans or something like you might have to make a slight change like that. But as a whole, I don't think it's much different. You know, I, I think the story would change almost completely, to be perfectly honest, because technology like it's hard. It would be hard as fuck to have. You'd have to obliterate cell phones. You'd have to say in this version. No, I think I think you could work it in and make it different. No, because I'll tell you exactly what happens. Like the ending, instead of Maria sending Anita to send the message, she just sends a fucking tweet. That's what I'm saying. I think technology completely destroys West Side Story. Also, it would there would not be like as many in-person like dances and shit it would just be it would just be bullying on fucking online all this whole thing about turfs and shit doesn't exist anymore maybe maybe there are gangs yeah there's still gangs but it but i mean i'll tell you god 
I'll tell you how you do this. It's Bloods and Crips and stuff. You go that way. It's not Jets and That's Sharks exactly anymore. That's exactly what I'm yeah. thinking. But but you also, to to obliterate the possibility of technology fucking with it, you have it Bloods and Crips in the fucking 80s. Or 90s. Early 90s. Or 90s. Like, right, like straight out of Compton era, honestly. Yeah. You, know. you just can't have cell phones or internet, as far as I'm concerned. Because then it would work. You know, I'm then it would just think... really be called fucking West Saeed, but like, <laughs> West Saeed. Uh, I I'm trying to think of how it would it would play because I think there is a way to do it. I really do. I think there is a way to There's, do it. There has been movies based on that where it's like interracial relationships, like Jungle oh, Fever yeah. and shit, where it's Italians uh, and well, and African Americans. There was Othello, but, the, but just the, not musical. There was the Othello uh, modern day remake called, uh, I think it was just called O, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Julia Stiles and yeah. Jay Hernandez, I think. I don't, I don't remember. You're Julia Stiles, you're right. I don't remember who the who he he was who played him. I'm but, think, yeah. Um, but I mean that that yeah, you could do it. But if you're going to keep the songs more or less intact, you have to have a character named Maria. True. I I think you do. I think you get. But see, the thing is, I was when I'm talking modern day. I also think you could. How do I put this? I'm trying to make sure I say it the right way, and I'm not worried about offending anybody. I'm just worried about getting my point across. Right? Is I think mm-hmm. you could. I think you could modernize the style of the song, so you would still have the same words potentially, but like it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It like you the. The we're gonna get you to the one you didn't like about the the style the vocal tonight thing that could be a rock song to some capacity, you know what I mean? But then you could have a hip hop song for another, you know, one of the. I'd have to do some more thinking to really line them up, but I think you could have. It was Mackay Pfeiffer, by the way. Oh, I was trying to remember if it was. Same no movie, so Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, uh, but that's what um, I'm saying. Like, I think you could have different song styles with the same lyrics, you know? I think I think if you were to completely, let, let's say what it is, if you were to reboot, not remake, reboot. Reboot, yeah, yeah. West Side Story, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda would be the way to go. Oh, he would need to be, oh yeah, he would absolutely need to be involved, for no, no right. doubt, yeah. And I think if you're going that route where you're kind of embracing technology, cell phones, internet, all that shit, social networking, uh, and you are going your your uh, genre bending, so to speak. Yeah, it can be done. But if you're going to do a straight up remake and try and set it in modern day and keep the songs intact, no, it, it would fall apart. No, you would need Structure, you would need to you would have to change to, almost yeah. every everything. I think you could. I, no, I don't think you'd have to change everything. I think you have to just you have to get the right the right touch on it like like anybody's as we were just talking about that would be a transgendered person like an actual person going through the transition. the changes the, the transition you know what i mean you could you could absolutely have that and still have that character you know it, it would this is basically the equivalent of like the wiz compared to the wizard of oz yeah, but I feel like the Wiz was a little hokey. I didn't. I mean, I didn't see it, but from what I've heard about it, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I've not seen. Well, the it, Wizard so of Oz is also just as fucking hokey. That's, I mean, it's timeless and it's heartwarming. And some but, some people prefer the Wiz. Some people prefer the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, just uh, like some people prefer the OG West Side. Some people div- sure. uh, prefer the Spielberg. Um, 
So, yeah, can it be done? Sure, it can be fucking done. Uh, should it happen, though? No, no, I'm not, not necessarily saying it should. I was just wanted to throw out the, you know, just thought, you know, sometimes we do those hypothetical recastings. I thought this would be kind of like that. That's all. I'm not not advocate, advocating for it to be done. Although mm. I will tell you, if it was done, I think I'd be interested to see it, depending on who's involved and and all that kind of thing you know i would i'd be curious to see it but i would have like uh god this could be this could be fucking bad oh no it absolutely no it absolutely has the possibility of being terrible without you know without actually having a plan behind it and i agree i think you need certain people to be very much involved i think you need uh len manuel miranda involved in some capacity mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think I think even if she's not in it, I think you need Rita Moreno involved in consulting on it. Like, I think you need her to be a part of that process. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you better do it quick then. I don't think Rita Moreno is going to be around for much longer. She's She's got four things coming out this year. She's, our, she's kicking ass, but, you know, she's also old as fuck. Uh, I mean, hold on. She's old as fuck, my friend. Hold on. It's loading slowly, and I don't know why, but give me a second. So is she. Stop it. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my internet. I hope I'm not losing internet. That would suck. Um, I still see you. Yep. Uh, there we go. Uh, I mean... Look, if she's older than Ron, she's old as fuck. What year was Ron, Ron born? 38. Yeah, she's older than Ron. Okay, so if she's not old as fuck, she's certainly old as shit. Like, I don't know I mean, what the fuck to tell you. I mean, she's... I respect the, ne- the fuck out of her, but, like, she is what she is. She, Maggie Smith is a fucking great goddamn actress, too. But she's old as fuck! She, she's gonna be in the next Fast and the Furious. Rita Moreno? Yeah. She's in Fast X. I really honestly hope she just, like, wins the race. Like, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what the plot is, but, like... It's the one time like fucking Dom just like loses. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if it's saying what character she's playing. No, it doesn't say what character she's playing, so I can't tell you. But she's probably someone like Letitia's fucking like, Dude, they, grandmother or something. They fucking dipped into the Marvel universe. What do you mean? They got fucking Brie Larson and Rooker. And actually, they dipped into DC because they got fucking Momoa too. Momoa, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, there, anyway, that's I didn't mean to get into a thing on that, but but she is she's she's in it. Doesn't say who well, she's playing, but um, fine. <laughs> um, did you have anything else? If not, we'll get into what's in the box office and start to wrap up. Uh, did you want to talk about Natalie Wood? I mean. I don't let, me, let me let me just straight up ask you. You think Wagner did it? I, I don't know enough to say. I I've re- I've heard the stories. I've I saw like there was an A and E documentary or something. I forget who did it, but I saw the doc. But to me, I mean, it's compelling. But I I didn't. There's some things that we've seen about other things like this where you're like, oh yeah, that motherfucker did it. I I I don't know. You know what I mean? It's certainly suspicious. That's for sure. But the fact that like what. 35, 40 years later. They changed it. Yeah, now they reopened it. I mean, it was never closed. 
But like now they changed it. Now he is a person of interest. And it's also her 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 cause of death is not just drowning. It's drowning in other un uh, or un, what what unmitigated I circumstances. No, I, like I, there was an actual thing. Hold on. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, ugh, sorry. <sighs> Natalie Wood. Hopefully it doesn't take forever to switch this time. There we go. Okay. Um. Where is it? Why am I not finding it now? All right, give me a minute. But yeah, it, it's it changed it to like drowning and other um, other uh, unfor- unknown circumstances. I think is how it was phrased or something. something. Akin yeah, to that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't directly <clears throat> put the finger on Wagner or any individual, but it it uh, you know like like walking. Because that's the other thing is, like, Christopher Walken was on that boat, too. Yep, yep. And I'm like, huh, Christopher Walken, one of the scariest motherfuckers with the strangest goddamn voices, happened to be on the boat with Natalie Portman. I keep calling her Natalie Portman. I don't know that many Natalies, apparently, in cinema. Natalie Wood. To be fair, we talked about her briefly before we started recording, so that's probably why you have her on the brain. But, like, like, I don't know. Like, uh, for a long time, I was like... I bet Walken did that shit. Like, who fucking knows, man? No. No. <laughs> I was on the other side. <laughs> I was on the stun. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's... Your name's Wood. Let's see if you actually float. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a really old fucked up joke. It's like that's, that. What, yeah, what, fucked up is the key word there. Yeah. Goddamn. What, what's the type of wood that doesn't sink or that does sink? Fucking Natalie. Oh, it's fucked up. I also fucking read. This is nothing to do with her drowning, but like, goddamn, poor Natalie Wood. Uh, apparently she was raped by like a serious star, like icon iconic motherfucker right mm. and forever never announced who it was but like had to see him at like premieres and cross paths and blah 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 and her sister uh lana wood i guess her name is outed the rapist as kirk douglas also convenient that kirk douglas happened to die right before she announces i'm not i don't know the truth right but Let's say for a second that shit happened. That's fucking horrifying. The I, I, it wasn't like she was an adult. She was like a young, like 15, 16 year old girl. Well, I, I did find I did find what it says. It says that it was changed from drowning to drowning and other determined factors is mm-hmm. what the official thing says. She had something in her system. She had like seasick pills, and she also oh, she her her alcohol level was point one four. Like she was, with, yeah. With the other drugs in her system, would have exasperated her fucking alcohol content level. Apparently, some people heard like screaming for help over the course of the night, mm. like from the shore, and. Apparently there were bruises on her arms that could have been before she was thrown into the water. Like we don't fucking know, man. And yeah, it's one of those things that were unfortunately. But it, it, I mean, I, it, it's going to sound like a bad comparison, but it's just something we talked about recently. It's like the Biggie Tupac murders. We're never going to get an answer for it. You just never. I don't know, man. It's who? I mean, who else? 
could come forward. Like, I don't, the only person who could really come forward, like change anything is Wagner or Walken at this fucking point, because they were the only other motherfuckers on that boat. So far as I know. So who knows? Uh, But no, I don't, I don't really have any more about West side unless I'm like, Oh shit, I forget to mention blah, blah, blah. You know? Sure. Sure. So, do you want to, uh, you want to, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a rough transition from Natalie Wood potentially murdered to what's in the box <laughs> office, but. I, I'll do it very, very quickly. So uh, the OG, I'm going to say for the budget was probably $8 million. Uh, I'll give it to you. It's 6.75. Okay. I'm going to say the box office. I think that movie fucking like won all the goddamn awards. I think everybody saw that fucking. It movie. Did, it did win a bunch. I'm looking at it. It it won. It won bunch. like ten Oscars. Like that. It was uh, one of those rarities. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Oscars, okay. including Best Picture. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say the box office for 1960 era box office is probably. $122 million. No, lower. Okay, so it's, I went, I reached too high. Uh, $75 mil. Lower. $55 mil. 44.1. That's significantly lower, but I guess back in the day when a movie was a fucking nickel, that's a lot of I mean, I dick. guess, yeah, I guess so. All uh, right, now this one. Uh, do you want a hint? For the remake? Sure. Yeah, it bombed. I yeah I knew that. Okay, I, did I didn't know. know I didn't know if you knew that. That's all I'm gonna. No, tell I, you. I knew that, but I think it's lo- largely due to the fact that it was like I think COVID you know, had a lot to do with that. COVID really fucked that one up. So I'm gonna say the budget was probably I I would imagine the budget was lower than I would expect it to be. It's not a 200 mil kind of budget. It's it's not a Marvel movie. Um, I'm gonna say 40 mil. No higher. Really. Okay, mm-hmm. sixty mil higher. A uh, hundred mil? Yeah, exactly. That's a hundred million dollar fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Is that just so Spielberg can fucking pay himself? I, I don't know. Holy shiza, Manelli, dude! That is fucking crazy. That movie does not look like a hundred million dollar movie. No, it really doesn't. All right, so it what made like two million or some shit? No, it did better than that. Was it at least close to earning $100 million? Give me at least that. Depends on what you define as close. I'm not trying to be a jerk. It depends on what you're defining as close. 90 mil? No, lower. Okay, so, all right. So it's probably like in the 60 mil range, if that. Actually higher. All right, 70. 76. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a bomb. That lost 26 fucking million dollars. 24. 24 but they they and they didn't fucking make a profit like everybody i think the consensus is like everybody liked it they're just like this well, is I, think, the, I think this was the wrong time to release a fucking musical right i think i think it's i think it's that i think it's like you said it's co i mean it, it was released uh, i'm trying to see the exact release date really it was released a couple times it was released on november 29th 2021 at the lincoln center it was released mm-hmm. again on december 7th at the captain center a Captain Theater, El Capitan Theater. Sorry, I didn't El Capitan, see it. Yeah. it was on the it was on the line above. Sorry, yeah, I got and then you. it was released nationwide on December tenth. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, 
I know vaccines were starting to be a thing at that point, but they really didn't get widespread till like April. So I think that was, I think that's a huge reason why it didn't do so well. You know, I also do believe that I think like musicals are coming back, but like West Side Story, I don't, I don't know anybody who was excited to see that movie, but we're also in a completely different fucking exactly yeah Yeah, we were we were all about i don't think i don't think anyone was excited to go to the movies period like i don't think i don't know the numbers but i don't think ghostbusters afterlife did very well in the theater because that came out around the same time you know what i mean do i think i mean we're gonna get into that you know spoilers we're gonna get into that later this year well because we are gonna be covering it but Do I think it's a good do I think it's a good movie? Yes. And I think there were a lot of people interested in seeing it, but based on going back to what you said, the release timing was terrible. Listen, there's a lot of things we don't like about Tom Cruise the person, right? The Scientology mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But one of the right. smartest things he did, because he's the <clears throat> primary producer on Top Gun Maverick, was to say, no, this will sit on a fucking shelf till everyone can go to the theater and see it. And he did yeah. that, and it made all the monies. It made all the fucking money, and all the patrons made all the fucking messes at my job. Well, but... that's that's a different issue. But they, they, oh they you know, it's it it just if I saw yesterday, it just surpassed Avenger, the first Avengers, which is like I ha- still have not seen it, but like I, my curiosity is fucking peak. Oh, I'm I'm. I've been in since they announced the thing, but I'm a big right. fan of the first one. So, right. you know, I, I I just haven't gone to the theater. I'm just waiting to get my copy at this point. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with, I think they haven't announced a date that I'm aware of, but I think Thor and Love and Thunder is going to be like next month on Disney Plus. So, yeah, at this point, I'm, I'm, I have missed three movies so far that I really want to fucking, I mean, I haven't missed them. They're still playing at work. Sure. But like, I want to see Thor, Love and Thunder. I want to see Black Phone, which is a horror film that looks really interesting. And nope. Yeah. Well, that just that, came. That, that just, just came out. Yeah. But like, it, what am I supposed to do? Fucking go to work on my day off? Like, <laughs> no, those two girls' day. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but the, um, I will say this one of the funny things is when you're, when I'm at concession. And customers come up and I'm it's if it's really busy, we try to like slow it down by like making conversation while we're waiting for popcorn to pop or you know, whatever. We're trying to like if we keep rushing that that means more orders are coming in. That means right, right. we don't get a chance to sit. And I the other night I was asking customers, like, oh, so what are you guys seeing tonight? And one of them said, Nope. And I was like, Oh, well, excuse me, I won't ask then. <laughs> I was like, sorry. And they, I mean, I knew. Yeah, yeah, of course. Playing yeah. along, but like, it is one of the funniest things. Like, be like, hey, what do you see tonight? Nope. I'm like, well, I'll just go fuck off then, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> did, did, did and they... you can kind of do that for any one of Jordan Peele's movies. Like, what do you see tonight? Get out. Well, fuck you, too. You get out. <laughs> well, what was, what was, you had a theory that when he's done, it was going to be a sentence. I forget exactly what you said it was going to be. Get out of the U.S. Nope. Yeah, that, that was it. So. Um, uh final line yeah hey i'm depraved on account of i'm deprived cj here with some show information and a few thank yous after i'm done stay tuned for the damn it our very own post credit scene listen to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify your smart speaker or anywhere else you find podcasts if you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too
If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Potaskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potaskew. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Yeah.